welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible, one minute at a time. I'm the first Jonathan. I'm the Chris in between the two Jonathans. And I'm the Jonathan on the other side of the Chris sandwich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, Jonathan Carlisle. You, we are the bread that puts this sandwich together. That's right. Chris is the, the meat. meat. all right meat meat we're gonna talk about minute 73 aren't we yes yep we're gonna talk about minute (laughs) we're gonna talk about minute 73 this minute begins with the gang chilling in the fire truck looking toward the middle distance out and away except for claire (laughs) except for claire (laughs) and ends with the gang back in london they did it guys no fuss no muss Super easy. This minute picks up where our last minute did. Obviously, that's how minutes work. And they're still in the fire truck. What we didn't see in the last minute was Claire looks at Krieger and then turns her head and looks at Ethan. And they pan in on Ethan. And Ethan is staring out into the middle distance, contemplating life and treason that he has just perpetrated against the United States government. They're only down one pulley and one knife. So they got out of this mission. (laughs) Pretty good. The last mission, they had a much higher body count. And they also... and they, Now, in the last mission, though, they gained a knife. Hmm. They're gaining and losing knives. This this is a plus... This is a minus one knife. This is how we're going to rate their missions from now on. How many <laughs> knives do you have? What a great way to think about how What kind of mission was it, guys? Oh, it was a, it was a negative one mission. Negative one knife mission. Oh, you lost the knife? Yeah, we lost the knife. So at this point in the movie, it's at least it's like a zero sum knife game, though. Yep, so, we're so back we s- to even Steven. Right. Someone's gonna have to have another knife at some point. Well, if uh, Claire seems to be giving some some looks that are daggers, I guess, which I don't understand. I don't really know. It's interesting, but I want to know what's going on in this scene. Like, why did they have this scene? Oh, uh, why did they have Claire's motivation be what it is? No, uh, just, we've just, been asking that. We've been asking that for 73 minutes. Yeah, uh, sh- and just the scene itself. They, they've they got all four of them, and they're all looking different ways. Or Well, I guess I guess uh, Ethan and, and uh, Luther are kind of looking both the same way, but they don't look the same. You know, like they – it looks like all four of these characters are contemplating something, but I don't really know what necessarily. Well, well Luther and uh, Ethan are both Americans, so, you know. Oh, and they and because they're American, they know to always look forward in the car. <laughs> no, they've, tre- they've, Whereas cre- they've created the two French people are looking back and forth at each other. Although, you know, I mean, Krieger's not looking at anybody, so he looks at Claire. He does. Oh, he does. Yeah, he gives her the side eye, little side eye. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the the sticker in the lower right hand portion of the screen, the window sticker. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a Virginia inspection sticker, like a vehicle inspection sticker. And, nice attention to detail. And it's dated 596, which is the month that this movie came out, May 96. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Well done, guys. Yep. Nice job. So maybe there's maybe there's plot holes, but at least they did that. This this movie takes place in 96, but in the book this is taking place in November of 95. Cuz uh, it was supposed to come out in Christmas of 95. Right, when the book original the book is where the original script when the movie is supposed to come out. Yep. So the great eye for detail, Jonathan. Yes, you get a sticker. Good. I will send you your sticker. All right. I didn't know what it was at first because I don't. I'm from Michigan and we don't we don't have stickers like that. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. We have stickers like that. Yeah, Texas oh, yeah. too. 
But uh, my little fun note for this is the type of fire engine that it was. <laughs> <laughs> what type of fire engine was it? Well, first of all, I went and checked the IMCDB. Mm. What's that you say? What is Did that? Did I say too many extra letters? Do you mean the now famous Internet Movie Firearms Database? Ah. I do not. I do not. I mean the Internet Movie Cars Database. <laughs> which, of course, there is an Internet Movie Cars Database. Of course there is. Why not? If you've ne- I'll, We'll have a link for it in, on our website. Have fun going to it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good. They have a few cars. It was mostly done in Europe, and it's not good. It just happens to get this one fire engine right. The rest of the things, if you go like go look up Nissan Pathfinder, you can see that it was in Lethal Weapon from 2016 to 2018. That's not a thing. <laughs> so I don't quite trust the uh, Internet Movie Cars database. Uh, it could but- be the TV show that it's talking about. That's true. I did check the type, and this is an American. This is a weird name. The American La France 90. 900, excuse me. Interesting. The American La France 900. And right now we have two Americans and two La French. So it makes sense. I wonder if that was a, a, a very subtle thing that De Palma did. I'm sure it was. I, can't, I guarantee you it wasn't. <laughs> I guarantee you someone said, here's a fire engine. And he's like, great. <laughs> I like how you're taking all these details that they that someone might have paid attention to, and you're like, nah, never mind. I don't think so. There's just no way anyone's that meticulous. I love, uh, although you know, if the set designer is as good as the one who he, the person who did all the sets for this movie, we've talked about it before. It's one of our favorite things about the movie. Yeah, everything looks great. All, mm-hmm. Everything from the safe house to the white room to Kittredge's office to Max's office. Everything has been immaculate. And the fact that, Jonathan, you found that uh, sticker in the window shows someone cares. Right. So, Chris, okay, I'll give it to you, Chris. Let's say Brian De Palma. This is Brian De Palma's fire truck, yeah. okay? <laughs> just- Coppola is that way. He's meticulous about every detail. So, you know, they're all the same generation of filmmakers. I would think that those filmmakers are very much alike. Spielberg's the same way. So is Lucas, that group. I kind of think that De Palma would be that meticulous. All right. I'll give it. This, I'll give. This, I'll give you this one. Okay. You won this one, Chris. Fine, fine, fine. Thank you. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> and then we see Kittredge talking to Barnes. He is pissed, and he is close talking to Barnes. He's about two inches away from Barnes's face, and poor William Dunlow is standing in the background. And Chris, this is another one of your famous split diopter shots. Yes, it is. That, that, that's a little too close of talking. It's like they might as well be touching noses. That's how close they are. This is Fast and Furious close. Yeah. This is where you. This is when Toretto and uh, The Rock get really close together, and you think they're going to kiss. Yeah, that's homoerotic <laughs> close. This is not that homoerotic close. This is more like angry close. Well, they were angry too. Yeah, but for but the different angry- reasons. Ang- this is angry close. If you're this close to somebody and you're angry, you're probably going to get punched. Yeah. Kittredge is mad. He wants Dunlow gone. He says, send Mont Dunlow to, what does he say? He says, I want, yeah, Alaska. I want him manning a radar tower in Alaska. Be- By the end of the before day. Before the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. By the- before the end of the day, <laughs> mail, mail him his clothes. clothes. Well, that's brutal. Yeah. Poor Dunlow. This is, again, where we t- we were supposed to, Kittredge is really the good guy in this movie. When it comes from a moral and uh, legal standpoint, he's the good guy. Nothing he's doing is bad, except this again. He he wasn't morally right in the restaurant, and now he's going to punish a guy because he was barfing on the job. 
<laughs> oh, I, I wonder if, if Dunlow will be the bad guy in the next Mission Impossible movie, getting his revenge <laughs> on Ethan. Oh, I hope so. I hope that so. That would be awesome. <laughs> you got me sent to Alaska. Well, yeah, he's gonna he's going to Alaska to work on the the harp, so he's gonna weaponize the the weather, and he's gonna get back at everybody. Uh, just so Kittredge knows, it's really hard if it's ten oh one. Let's say it's ten fifteen. Let's say only ten minutes has gone by since the Noculus was stolen. There's no way it's really hard to get to Alaska in the same day. <laughs> uh, a flight from Norfolk, Virginia, to Alaska takes about twelve hours. And even if there was a private jet to anybody, you can get to about 10, 15, 11, 15. So. And they're not going to even Barnes take him get- to his hotel. They're just going to let him go straight to the, the tower. <laughs> oh, there's no hotel. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's no hotel. This man is living inside of a garage. He, they're, they're, they're scottying him yeah. from the new Star Trek movies. <laughs> he, they are putting him on a planet by himself. I like how when uh, Dunlow is standing back there, we, we got the screenshot of the, uh, the keystroke log. But again... It's just the screenshot of the keystroke log warning. It doesn't actually show anything. What they took, yeah. Yeah. Because that we've already been introduced to that, and they know it's a visual cue for us. Right. The, the poor production designer's like, I didn't design anything else. I don't. We don't have another <laughs> graphic. So we can't make these on the fly. These have to be on screen. Because, uh, Jonathan, all these are on screen. None of them are CG. Oh, these, these, are, these are real. Which is... It's hectic yeah. to have to screen to have to shoot around real feeds of things, <laughs> as opposed to just being like, "I ah, just put it in CG later, fix it in post." And Kittredge is like, Kittredge is going to send them away to Alaska. He has a wedding ring on. We make fun of the fact that Mrs. Donlow's on the outside room. He's a married guy. You can't just send him away like that, can you? Well, I guess I the guess CIA can, can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, CIA, you can do whatever you want. I'm totally for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't think you can do that. We'll 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 mail him his wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just ship him his wife, or his wife won't know what's going on. And you know, she's she's he never Mrs. came Dunlow's, home from work. <laughs> yeah, she's still back at her desk, like you know, putting her key card in, and nobody else is putting their key card in the other side. And she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, if he's gone too long, she's gonna find someone else to put that key card in for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I guess before we moved away from Kittredge, I just wanted to say that uh, I I like listening to him talk. Oh, he's great, yeah. William Cerny or um, uh, Henry. Henry Henry does he Henry does he talk Cerny like that is. all the time, or is it just in this movie? Yep. Or nope. in this in this movie, he's been in a couple other things. You, he's less memorable for those movies. He's he's been on a lot of TV too. He he does do that when he's talking down to people. That's just his cadence. I like yeah, because in Clear and Present Danger, it was the same. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's very methodical, and he kind of talks like this. Yeah, well, I like it. That was yeah. it. And didn't you want to say something about the uh, radar station? Oh yeah, yeah, just the the harp, the H A R H A A R P. The it's I know it more for the the conspiracy theories that come out of it, but the the would they like hyper excite the ionosphere or something, and they're researching how that affects things but uh, of course conspiracy theorists think that they are actually affecting the weather and trying to figure out ways to weaponize weather and you know make their own clouds and harden the air and all kinds of stuff well so if anybody's going to hyper excite something it's going to be william donlow mm-hmm. oh yeah that guy that guy <laughs> is hyper excitement <laughs> i had no idea the kittredge's first name was eugene 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 yes. kittredge He's, yeah, he's not as intimidating with that name. <laughs> well, that's why it goes by Kittredge. 
I just did a little research. This is one of those weird things. I wanted to see if you guys met the minimum employee requirements for a CAA job in Alaska, which is a thing, and you can look it up. So um, let's go through this real quick. To be a CAA agent, you have to investigate and, and do things like that. Let's say you had all the credentials like for the law enforcement stuff. Let's go over the other things. Citizen of the United States. Yeah. Perfect. Check. Check. I'm not outing anybody, am I? We're all good? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay. And- all right. Have not used illegal drugs in the past 12 months. Check. 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 Be able to assemble and assimilate large amounts of information. Well, we do minute-by-minute podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Check. Check. We're all good. Be able to work under pressure. Also check. 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 Be able to interact effectively with other people. Check. Well, we are podcasters, so maybe no. We can interact (laughs) with each other, but I don't know if we can interact with other people like normals. I interact with lots of people every day. It's not easy. (laughs) Here's a hard one. Possess sound judgment. Check. Checkish. I watched Sahara the other day on HBO, so maybe I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> the Matthew McConaughey uh, one or the Brooke Shields one? The Matthew McConaughey one with the special effects were done by John Knoll and ILM. Oh, yeah. And Cenocite. Both of them worked on that movie. Be able to elicit information in difficult situations. Oh. Check. Elicit All information. Right. Interesting. Elicit information. What, yeah, that's no. crazy, right? What are they doing in Alaska? Uh, this was just, what's weird is that this was something they called a mid-level core driller. Oh. And I was like, oh, I thought they physically are core drillers. They're not. <laughs> this is, I don't know what that means. Drilling I might have been on a, I might have been on a weird website. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, great. We can all work in Alaska. Just so we know, that's available. What's the us. starting pay? Oh, they didn't have that. Oh. Do they, do they, do they pay for your move? They mail uh, you yeah, your clothes. They, but they will ship your clothes separately. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, none of my clothes will work in Alaska, so it's all good. I'll buy new stuff there. And, and uh, once this scene ends, we say goodbye to Virginia, even fake Virginia that's being shot in London. We are now back in London, speaking of which. Uh, we get a shot of the outside of a building and a quick title of London. And I can't imagine the jet lag that this IMF team has right now. This whole movie takes place, I think, in the past two days. We may be on the third. Maybe. Yeah. They have gone through so many different time zones. It's got to be messing them up so bad because they're now they're back in London. And uh, Krieger's watching soccer. Claire's walking around in the safe house. And Ethan is reading the Bible again. Are, are they what is it? What is the space above the, the underground station? Is it just an apartment type space? Yeah. Early on, Jim, uh, Jim Phelps had safe houses that were not on the IMF's radar. All of his safe houses he kept out of records. So this is another one that well, Ethan e- either Ethan has it or it was an an old Jim Phelps one. Sure, I just I just like that it's I don't know it's it's right above this this London underground station, which I guess is is probably a, a hot spot for people you know walking back and forth. And as we zoom up or as we the camera goes up, we see someone shutting the curtains because they were not already shut. So it's probably Claire. I think it's we Luther. had someone. Oh. Luther. Yeah, yeah, that is Luther. Yeah, good job, Luther, because before we had another part of the IMF team, it's very important. There has to be someone who's the curtain puller. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the movie, we had someone, Sarah Davies, who, RIP, who <laughs> closed the curtains for us in the safe house. Yep. It's, it's funny that they keep showing these scenes of people closing the windows or closing the shutters or closing the uh, blinds. It's like, guys, just keep them closed the whole time. Right, Whatever right. open. Oh, open them. 
Right. Especially like, it's funny how they don't shut them from the side or anything. Like they make sure that their entire body is in the frame and then they <laughs> shut them. It's like, if someone's looking for you, they're going to see you. If some if a sniper's going to shoot me, I'm going to give them right. the best target they can get for like <laughs> three seconds. Right. Now, you know, what's interesting is I think, you know, it looks, it's a very cool shot of London, but I wonder if it's a soundstage or if it's really London, because it looks like a soundstage with the rain and everything. It looks like a back lot. It does. It's, it's very, very Gotham-esque in, in Tim Burton's Batman, which was a, yeah. a big back lot thing that they did <laughs> out there. And that's what it looks like. So it just makes The funny thing is, if you if you Google that, if you like yeah. Google Street View, like that's a real location, but it's... Maybe they mocked it up because it does yeah. look like a soundstage, and it may just be the lighting and the and the that they've set up for it in the rain that makes it look that way. I think it's the fake rain, yeah. Because if you look real closely in the uh, about second thirty four, you can see that that's a real building in the background, the right side, and it's lit, you know, pleasingly as background. And but the water stinks. The water all looks it looks like fake rain. Yeah, especially it's hitting the top of that bus. It's just yeah. like. The bus actually drives through the rain. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not everywhere. Like I said, it's probably just the rain and the lighting that make it look fake. But Yeah. But it's in, it, it's very cool looking. It's just, it looks fake. <laughs> yeah, but there's Luther closing his closing window. Windows. Next to the toilet sign? Or is that not supposed to be a toilet sign? <laughs> no, that's to let. <laughs> <laughs> that means to rent. <laughs> so the, I like that it's... So the eye's missing? <laughs> it's, a, it's it's toilet, yes. <laughs> toilet. In uh in England, they don't tell you if they have cable. They tell you if they have toilet. Free toilet. All right. Free toilet. <laughs> Not Good. communal toilet, though. That's probably what it means. That's actually a big deal. It Last is a time big I deal. I stayed in London, <laughs> our, what we said to bed and breakfast, and my first question was, uh, are the toilets... Uh, communal? <laughs> private they're like if you stay on this floor it's private if you stay on this floor it's not i'm like mm, i'd like to stay on the private floor please <laughs> yep us americans with our weird hang-ups about bathrooms <laughs> yeah, i guess i guess <laughs> they are now in the safe house there's gonna be a lot more to talk about tomorrow about the safe house does anyone have any other things they want to talk about i was going to talk about the the bible i'm wondering if that's the same bible that was in prague i'm betting it was yeah just knowing the how the, the where this movie goes yeah it's the. It has to be the same. Then it's Bible. just weird that he was carrying it around or bringing it with him. I guess because it was easy to to make sure that he had one so he could contact Max. But mm-hmm. but it's you know he's taking things from Phelps' place. Yeah, I know he has the Bible out because he's looking for another passage, and we can talk about this more in the next minute if we need to. But it's I find it odd that he still has to use the Job email yeah. mail services to send to Job. I would think after meeting her. And kind of befriending her and like now working for her that they could have a better way of communicating. She'd have been like, darling, don't send the email through this horrible user group. <laughs> just call anymore. Frankenstein. Just, just, yeah, just call Frankenstein or here's my email. It's Max is a woman at Yahoo at Lycos.com. I don't know. And doesn't, I get, yeah, I guess we can talk about this more later, but, but, but doesn't she even say that, uh, he's basically doing it wrong? Like he, like Job doesn't actually quote scripture. Right. So, yeah. so he's doing it I don't know, just to identify that it's him now, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe he's maybe he's doing it to con to, to make sure that Job sees it. Well he's doing it now also so that Max knows him as opposed to I bet Job has been emailing her too. Oh yeah. Good do point. You, do you think she's ghosting Job? Do you think this is a nineteen ninety six version of a ghosting? And he's like, Come on, Max, where are you? Why are we con- <laughs> answering my emails? <laughs> 
and because he doesn't know to use a, a scripture verse, yeah. he's not being uh, he's not being taken seriously because now she knows he doesn't have the knock list. So yeah. we're all we're always going back to the knock list and who's got it and who's going to have it next. Now I realize 1996 that the internet wasn't what it is today. Um, but is there a reason for him to have this particular Bible? Because there's nothing underlined, or is there any secrets in this Bible? This was the Bible that was in the safe house, and it was the Bible. Um, nope, there's no reason. Okay. It was just on the shelf in the safe house. Right. So if he just found another Bible, he could use the same scripture. But, but I mean, there's no could. There's no cut and paste at, you know, on page 565 or anything like that. And this one is just the Bible. Right now, it's still not nothing. There's nothing special about it. So, all right. Let's do some tech of the app. Here we go. All right. On this Wednesday, I'm going to go first. Okay. 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 It's my it's my turn. Tech of the app. Oh, this is hard. But tech of the app for this episode is the really terrible rain machines being used outside to generate the rain in the fake uh, fake slash real London. Real London, fake weather. There, that's what I'm looking for. The weather generator. So we were just talking about weather generation. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. This is the, was it the LARP? Uh, what? The harp. Uh, harp. The high harp. F- high frequency. Well, it's funny. It's H A A R P, but they it is high frequency. They just kick the F right out of there. Uh, <laughs> so high frequency active auroral research program. Yeah, because Hufflarp. Hufflarp. Yeah. <laughs> not cool. Hufflarp. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with fake rain. That's my tech of the app. They made it rain when it wasn't raining. Wow. They did it like Zeus. I'm probably just going to go kind of boring, but uh, it just looks so good that the uh, the screen behind Dunlow. Yep. That was a good one last week, too. It's a good one. I love war game style stuff going on in the background. What about you, Chris? I'm going with the split diopter shot in this one because it's so cool. Wow. We got a lot of things. So I think the winner is that room. Yep. And in the, in the, this one, because I mean, it's the slip di- split diopter shot in the situation room. With everything. So that actually compartmentalizes both yours and Jonathan's. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great tech of the app. Yeah. Good job, guys. You did it together like Voltron. You just created one, one big thing, one big robot. <laughs> Spoilers for Voltron. That's a great place to end. We will talk to you tomorrow for Minute 74. You can always contact us on our social medias at Men Impossible on Twitter, on the Impossible Minute Force, which is our Facebook page, where we'll talk about this episode, other episodes. Maybe we'll talk about Jonathan Carlisle. I don't know. Come on over and we'll find out. I dare you. I dare you to come over to our Facebook group and check it out. Jonathan, I dare you to come over there, too. I'm there. All right. Great. Perfect. He's already in there. This is fantastic. This is all working out. No triple dog dairy needed. Nope. No dare needed. Until tomorrow, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. And I've been Jonathan. And I've been Chris. No, you're not Chris. You're Jonathan. <laughs> this minute will self-destruct. <laughs>